Hello and welcome to On the Bakefoot. Making a podcast is a strange thing to do. The first podcast I ever heard was the Ricky Gervais podcast about Carl Pilkington. And I have fond memories of sitting in a ski hut listening to Carl. Maybe I even dreamed one day of being Carl. A podcast, specifically this podcast, does feel quite self-centred to make. Although it's about fell running, I also bring myself to it. And I often kick back in editing thinking, mate, stop talking about yourself. Why are you putting that out there? Then you hear that people enjoy it and it feels a little bit less selfish. I enjoy the creating. I enjoy hearing people have enjoyed it. I enjoy talking about fell running and meeting people. I enjoy conversation and I value good conversation or bad conversation. I'll let you write your own reviews. When Doni asked to interview me, I thought, well, that's a bit all about you, isn't it? Me and some friends must have had it in mind this was going to be some big expose and what it's like in my brain. And I don't mind going there. On the two times I've met Doni and in the messages between us, including one where I sent him a screenshot of his own text where he had said that he'd lived many lives and I'd commented, this should be interesting, but actually sent that text to him instead of my friend Josh. In those messages anyway, Doni is someone that you can quickly beat yourself around because he's unapologetically himself. He is also nicely walking the line of having interesting opinions while not appearing judgmental towards you. Therefore, what you're about to hear is a long, rambling, unedited conversation between two chaps who love fell running and who are also interested in what it's like to be a human being. Now there is a grandiose introduction. Luckily, Doni actually wanted to talk to me about fell running and not just me. He also wanted to talk about my experiences as a physiotherapist, which again are more focused on being a human being than a professional person. On that note, I say in this podcast, everything that I say in this podcast is based on me as a person who happens to be a physiotherapist and not me representing any of the thoughts or views of my profession. I hope you will see it in that light and more importantly, I hope you will enjoy it. Doni and I enjoyed making it and are planning to continue our friendship without recording every single moment. We had just enjoyed a great 90-minute run over Shining Tour and Wind Gather Rocks. I'd led that run with a map in my hand, believe it or not. We had great views all out towards Blackpool, we reckon, um, and it was a great day to be on the hills. You now find us sitting in my camper van, already mid-flowing conversation. I'd sneakily hit the record button. For those that think, fuck me, stop talking about yourself and just get on with this. You can email on the backfootpod at gmail.com. Feedback is welcome. This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. On the bake. I was parked further down and I'm, I'm looking out. And I'm just like, just sit up and just be here. Don't distract yourself with reading, with podcasts. Don't distract yourself with anything. And it was about seven o'clock. 
And I woke up at nine o'clock. Fuck. Yeah. I must have just done nothing and just fell asleep. Mm. Got got all set up, went to bed, and then woke up at three in the morning because I'd been asleep since like seven. <laughs> it's happened twice. Mm. So I need to somehow not do anything but keep myself awake. Yeah. So listening to a podcast would keep me awake for the duration of that podcast. Yeah. Reading a book would keep me awake for the duration of there were any chapters I wanted to read. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want to just be. You must be knackered. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. Yeah, mm. 100%. Mm. But I need to figure out a way because that's what I absolutely love it is just being up there and doing nothing. Yeah. Having no distractions. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? But yeah, I just fall asleep immediately. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I think because it's a time I can actually sit down and read a book. I'm like, you better fucking read a book then. <laughs> is it the only time? See, I try and read every night. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're good at reading there. I'm... I'm all right. I'm starting to read more, but I don't, don't do it enough. No, I'll tell you what you need to read. I should do. You need to buy The Runner. Ricky hmm. Parrish lent it me. Like Marcus Torsberg or yeah. something. You read it? Heard about it. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you want to, like... And he does, like, sessions and he'll, but, like, talk about, like, a deeply spiritual connection to, to running and being hmm. in nature. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and the book's almost... So, like, the Buddhism practice is, like, chop wood, carry wood, chop mm. wood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just sit in front of the fire and yeah. you've done. You're the best ever. Like, chop mm. wood, carry wood, chop wood. And, like, the book's quite repetitive. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin it too much, but yeah. he takes himself off to the forest and lives there for four years. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Like, yeah. and he runs runs every day mm. and he's living in a forest, mm. self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's weekly trips into town, there's monthly trips for food, there's yeah. daily runs, there's wood, there's fires, there's washing. Like, And it's like the book almost... It's like habitual. It's like, chop wood, yeah. carry wood, chop wood. It's almost yeah. like you're reading the same thing with yeah. the little bits of... Like, every now and again he pops off to a race or he goes to see his mum. But, like, <laughs> the structure of most chapters... Yeah. Because he's I, writing from his diary. I can do that for about three days. So I'll, like... I'll get in a really good mode. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do a bit of yoga in the morning. I'll do my meditation. I'm like, I'm on this. And then day three, I'm like, God, I'm so calm. And then I'm like, right, well, what are you going to do now? Don't need to anymore. <laughs> Listen to thrash metal this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then like two weeks goes by and I'm like, ah. Yeah. The that's calm's why, gone. <laughs> you need to read that book because that's why he took himself away. Mm. He realised that he had no way yeah. of genuinely fulfilling his purpose on this planet. Yeah. This was at the age of 20 wow. unless he removed himself from society because society is so heavy. Yeah. And this was 20, 30 years ago, 25 yeah. years ago when he did it. Did he find his purpose? Yeah, 100%. Did he? Oh, yeah. well, I'll read it. I'll give him a go. He happens to be a super cool dude who's ended up marrying a girl who's really high paid at Volvo which <laughs> like she's in charge of choosing colours at Volvo Brilliant. like next year's colours and stuff yeah. like that apparently he talks a little bit at the end of the book about it and like and I'm like the lucky bastard but then I'm just thinking no that's he's put it he's he's putting the work <laughs> well he's just gone away and done what he needs to do yeah. and attracted the right kind of person yeah like to allow him to live his life because he wasn't he wasn't going to compromise. No. And whether the, whether it's God, Buddha, the universe, the energies have mm. just allowed and aligned for him to be able to. She's been working remotely for twenty years. They've got yeah. two kids who live in this hut near where his tent was. So yeah. it's fucking. It's honestly. It's, I was reading it thinking, if me and Ligeti split up, this is it for me. <laughs> no, honestly, genuine, one hundred percent. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hundred percent. Might be in a van. Yeah. 
rather than a tent. But like, I'm just thinking, that's the way to sort your shit out. Do you know what? I gave myself 12 months last year. I said, I've got 12 months. If I don't like my life in Haversage, then I'll just go off in the van. <laughs> but I've liked my life in Haversage. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, a big, big one for me that's kept kept me like, oh, I've got something good going on has actually been doing the podcast because then I'm like, I've got this little... Thing going. Yeah. yeah. Got this little yeah. thread to pull on that like takes me places that I meet people. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about not busying himself. So when he first got to his tent, he's... Not pissing himself. Busying. Oh, busying. So when he first got to his tent, he yeah. was making jobs up. Yeah. Because he had lots of jobs to do. Oh, I and then it. I think yeah. he spent like four days where he purposely didn't and just sat. Does he do lists? Because I I, I, um, I, I think I got it off my dad. I do, like, lists. So, in the morning, get up. Please tell me you write shower on your list. Sometimes. Or eat. Just so, yeah. you, so, so you can... So I can take it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fully. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I put yeah. the really easy shit on. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I'll actually achieve that. <laughs> wake up. Wait! <laughs> Run. That's off the list. Yeah, wake, yeah, I used to put, like, shower on there. And when, I, when I realised I was going too far with it, was I do a written training diary. Actually, I've got it. It'd be a laugh. But I got to do a written training diary and I, I realised I was actually writing woke up in the diary on the day. Well, fucking hell, what else is going to happen? Never. I've written it. <laughs> Never. Died. Dead. How did that happen? <laughs> Just that last little twitch. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be really interesting to go back and read one day, Charlie. Woke you up. woke up, you had breakfast, <laughs> had a coffee. Didn't go for a run. Went for a run. <laughs> Fell asleep. <laughs> Woke up. Fucking this. You'd be like, "Jeez, Louise." But that's that's like his life. Yeah. It's honestly, it's it's probably one of the best books I've read. Okay. For that reason. Yeah. My yeah. mate sent me a YouTube link of, and it was called "Sometimes What You Don't Need to Do Is Go and Live in the Woods" or something like that. Like sometimes the cabin in the woods is not the answer, yeah. and it's this writer, he's English bloke. I think he's written a relatively successful book. And then he tried to walk the Appalachian Trail. Right. And he got like got on quite well with it, but then he pulled out and he realised that although he was doing all that, he's still just running away from his problems. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. what you'll find if you're like saying what you want to talk about today, he gave me a little bit of an insight, is that I'm not black or white about anything. So, yeah. Which means that the only issue with that is you can just flip, can't you? Yeah. Is you can see the merits of one side and yeah. you can see the merits of the other side as well. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, which one today? Yeah. And it puts yourself in a nice... You're almost in a position where you don't need to... Yeah. If you can get in the middle, you, for me, you've nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it depends for me. Yeah. Depends for me. Like, running, running every day for me is... Brilliant. It's not a black or white situation. Uh, it's it, it's it a black or white, white situation. Yeah. yeah. It's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. therefore, yesterday I did the most horrendous day's work ever. Yeah. I was fucked from working nights all week. Yeah. I've been in and out of nights and days. And I got home. I could barely see because I'd knocked the ceiling down. My yeah. eyes were all bloodshot. I had bits all in my eyes. And all I was doing from the minute I finished work to the minute that I ran out the door was making excuses not to run. Wow. But because it's it's non-negotiable, yeah. at the end of the day, as yeah. Lagita was going to bed, I'd have gone for a run. And I knew that. Yeah. And I know it's non-negotiable. Unless, so I didn't run New Year's Day yeah. on purpose as a fuck you to the yeah. people who were going to turn around and say, oh, so you run every day, did you, this year? No, yeah. I didn't, I didn't run <laughs> But I'm going to run every day for the rest of the year. <laughs> so that was like a fuck you to them. Yeah, yeah. And like, but other, <laughs> other <laughs> and, uh, 
Imagine how mental is that for seeing that? Should I've foresaw I foresaw a conversation happen in December. Shall we spend some time today talking about pettiness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because it's non negotiable because it's non negotiable, yeah. I went for a run. Yeah. I did two and a half mile. Felt a million dollars afterwards. Yeah. Felt hundred percent but it's so that where I think that being, oh am I gonna run today, am I not gonna run today? Yeah. I think that lends yourself in a but I think being like I have to do Yeah. Like so my Running every day yeah. has removed my having to do or doing yoga every day. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not like yeah. I've got to do this now. I've got to do this yeah. now. I've got to do this now. Yeah. Like, I usually pick one thing that will work, yeah. and that's non-negotiable. Yeah. And that is, I know that's my practice. It's yeah. my thing. It works for me. It makes me happy. It makes me a better person. It's not like I just keep pulling all these random things in it that become non-negotiable, and then you can't. That's quite. You've no room to do anything. That is quite refreshing because because living by myself and being single for most of last year, like, you've got a fair bit of time to make the day yeah, up. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I'm feeling really good now. I'm doing my morning yoga, doing my morning meditation. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. If someone comes into my life and I've got, like, this long yeah. arm, long list of, yeah. like... Because you see it all on, like, Instagram and Facebook, like, you'll get your 5.30 a.m. routine, Mark Wahlberg, like, yeah. shits in a bag. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's, he's like, in the morning, he's yeah. like, yeah. It's like, that's a bit selfish, isn't it? Like, yeah. what, what about the other people? Who's like, yeah, if you don't need a shirt at 5.30 a.m., sit there. Yeah. <laughs> I would if I was Mark Wahlberg, just shit when I want. Yeah, that's what but, like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it just, like, you can, I think, having one practice is good. That's, that's makes yeah, I, sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all works. Everyone's like, oh, you know, are you doing, are you still doing yoga now you're running? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, and I'm like, I'm all right with that. Yeah, because give me nothing to worry about and I'll find something to worry about. Yeah, so it's like, things are going well. Right, so uh, are you, how are you going to keep this up then? <laughs> are you going to fuck this up for yourself? <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and add loads of things in and I won't do anything properly. But yeah, I just have one. I just have one for me. Yeah. And that will change. Yeah. Like, if we have a podcast in ten years' time, yeah. I don't know if I'm running, I don't know no. if I'll be running every day. I again, I think this about like so. I, like did loads of road running, moved into fell running, yeah. start doing a fell running podcast. Oh, what a fraud I'll be in two years' time when I'm like into BMX. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> BMX podcast. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a, a yoga person who does like fucking. I don't need the memes, but she posts quite a few things. Yeah. She's called Danny. So she's really cool. She's a skinhead. Fucking hard as nails, Brisbane girl. Okay. She's fucking so good at yoga and dance and all that. And she made this thing up once. And it's like it says Danny. Yeah, what she's called now. But it was basically like I'm under no, like under no pressure to be the same person I was yesterday. Yeah. And I'm just like fucking too right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Fucking hundred percent. It's great, isn't it? That's like, a good way to. Be. <clears throat> I think that's why the internet stuff can be hard because it just looks like it's there forever. Yeah. Like you said something when you're in certain way of thinking, yeah. and it's just like stored. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas actually, like you could say anything normally, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's that day, that situation. Yeah. I I used to say everybody should do yoga. Yeah. Runners should be doing yoga. Yeah. That's when I first started running, I like it's the best thing for runners to do. Yeah. Uh, that's not true anymore. Mm. I disagree with that. Or yoga that's perceived in the West, you know, like going yeah. to a studio or doing a an hour's physical yoga class. Yeah. Because like, Billy asked me about it, and I'm like, a year ago, two years ago, I said, yeah. Yeah. I've learned and listened and tried to educate me. And what I'd have said two years ago is wrong. You don't need that kind of class. Mm. You need yin. Okay. Which is a softer, stretching, flexible, connective yeah. tissue, fascia, yeah. 
muscle loosening yeah calming session yeah. Billy doesn't need to be doing 85 miles a week no. and then yeah. going to two fucking yeah. egg banging yoga classes yeah he doesn't need that no he needs the other side so if I'm doing like reaching up to the sky downward dog that kind of thing yeah. in the morning just to like stretch a yeah. little bit gently and to like have 10 minutes without any noise or distractions yeah, 100%. To me, that feels like a sensible thing yeah, to do. Yeah, the sun salutations are designed for that, aren't they? Yeah. They, so, like, it took me ages to realise this, but, like, it means saluting the sun. Yeah. So, Indians would do it when they first wake up. Yeah. Up, stretch, fold, yeah. halfway. Like, it is yeah. a way of moving your body. But, like, doing, for Billy, who's doing, like, 80 miles a week, yeah. to, to go and do two really hard asana classes yeah I don't think that's what you need no. two years ago going back to what you said yeah. I'm probably on someone's whatsapp group or probably on some text message where someone would be like well you said this and yeah. I'm like well yeah because I believe like, yeah, yeah. that's where I was at that's where I was at yeah. at that time Yeah. now I believe completely different I've studied yin Yeah. I've studied a bit more physiology about like fascia and connective tissue I've been taught off one of the best teachers in England about it Yeah. like I'm not a closed book forever yeah they just make my mind but up if about some, something. If some idiot walked me in a car park and started having a massive go at me about something and trying to tell me, it would be different. But this was a guy I paid to go on a course yeah. with. Yeah. And he's the best in the country at yin yoga and yeah. the philosophy behind it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to listen. And when you're listening and you're open-minded and it's all making sense. Yeah. So then what I did is, during the second lockdown, the other winter one, Yep. all I did is run in yin. It's the best I've ever felt. We're doing like 120, 140 mile weeks. Yeah. Running morning, having lunch with the kids because she was still working. Running in the afternoon. Yeah. Doing yin at night. Just felt fucking incredible. Mm. But so I've listened, learned, and put myself into like yeah. as a guinea pig. Yeah. So now I've changed the way what I say about things. But like I'm all right to say, oh, it's wrong. Yeah. It's fucking really wrong yeah. about runners should be doing yoga. Yeah, like and then the more like high level running coaches you speak to, the more they say, not during like on season. Yeah, off season, yeah. Yeah, on season, no. No, exactly. you're doing hundred mile a week. You don't need to be throwing more stress at your body. No, you need to be yeah. doing the other thing. You need to be doing like a, a softer. Pre- Let's go. No, you'll be pleased as how I was naughty. So we've been recording since you started telling me about the runner. Have we? <laughs> I, I don't mind. Like, Brilliant. I don't mind. So I think we'll make a little intro out of that. Well, we'll let that roll or something. But yeah. I think Donny. Oh, that's got to that's got to be cut. <laughs> so I suppose that brings me on to my introduction. Donny, uh, we we are here sat in Charlie's van near pronunciation. Apologies, Erwood. Erwood, oh, yeah. Erwood, Hall Parking, Erwood Hall Farm Parking is a beautiful reservoir. We've just had some lunch and a coffee. We have been for roughly about an eight-mile run, which Charlie. It was about ten. Mag ten-mile run, which Charlie magnificently navigated, which will map in hand probably touch back on later on with a couple of the questions. But my name is Tony with a D. Which is Charlie's just pronounced wrong, so it's Donny. And for this episode of On the Back Foot, it's called Charlie Dot is on the Back Foot. So I'm going to be kind of leading, I suppose, the direction. It's not going to be what some of the people have asked for, where I'm uh, 
taking Charlie to town. Uh, I just thought it'd be quite nice <clears throat> for Charlie to have a, a episode off asking all the questions. And also, I'm really interested in professional, suppose physios, neuroscientists and all that. And how they differ professionally and personally. Okay. Which, <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, if you want high-quality physio advice, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that Charlie starts with a little bit of a latest news, usually, uh-huh. on the on the podcast. So I suppose, seeing as I've not raced this year and I've removed myself from the fell racing uh, community, here's my... Latest news, a little bit from what I've kept involved in. the Brit- And what I'm about to say is my personal opinion, not Charlie's, are on the back foot. But I'm over the moon that the British champs are thinking of changing the, the format down to a one or two race rather than a four. Uh, that's because the English should stay as the main one, I think, if you look at the quantity and quality of recent years. Uh, and I, I just think trying to change one would be... Nice, because I don't think it's fair on anyone from Northern Ireland, to be honest, to expect them to fly or travel for three of the four races. Yeah, you can chip in, Charlie, on latest news with your thoughts, or we can. No, I'm enjoying listening to. You're your enjoying opinion. listening to me. Yeah. So the next one is there's going to be an award, which might be the first ever on the back foot oh. award. Yeah. And it's going to go to Harry Bolton for racing less this year. Oh. I've spoke to Harry a lot about racing less, and we Has agreed. He done about three or four races. He's done about three or four races this week, so this is a sarcastic <laughs> award, which I thought you would appreciate. Uh, Harry, but this is a topic I really want to discuss. Harry, you won't be young forever. <laughs> Keep racing while she can, young man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this Enjoy is a topic I do want to last. discuss. <laughs> so I brought this up yeah. as a joke on purpose to discuss a topic that we've discussed in depth. So Harry and I said we were going to race less this year. I haven't raced and <clears throat> Harry has raced probably more than anyone in the calendar this year. Mm-hmm. So the award for racing the least this year definitely doesn't go to Harry Bolton. <laughs> but I would like to discuss this idea of fell runners having to race all the time to get fit. Uh-huh. Or I get psyched, as Harry put it, or to get a uh, race fit. And I suppose the angle is coming from a runner and a physio. Yeah. So the runner inside you probably wants to yeah. race every week. Yeah. But the, maybe the physio yeah. inside you maybe doesn't think that's a wise thing. Or maybe it does. I don't know. And then also something else that I put to you is like the central... Like it's like central governance body yeah. or something within, within where basically it regulates exercise. Yeah, it's linked to the central nervous system, and I think and I talked to Jack about this, the BG guy who got the record, uh, and basically we discussed and we thought that if you race every week, yeah, your body will go into semi protection mode. Yeah. So even though you think you are putting 100% in, mm-hmm. you are, but your body's only allowing you to put in 95. Yes. And then two races after, three weeks after, four weeks after, this is a lesson in, because your body goes into protection mode. Yeah. So there's a lot in that question, but I suppose that's 
the kind of where I was going with the Harry Bolton sarcastic. So yeah. Harry, well, that's where I was going with it. I so love it. as a as a runner, yeah. Okay. Where, where do you stand? As a runner, where do I stand? Well, I think I will just qualify myself on this by just saying, obviously, I don't have a sports science and exercise degree background. I don't have a coaching degree or background. Um, from a runner as a personal as a runner from reading books and my understanding of things so I would think that you're going to look to peak at various parts in the season <clears throat> and that is going to involve obviously building your body up so you're going to want to train your body up at one point of the year where you might I don't know traditionally do like your base build and like lay on you know work on some distant different we're, systems we're talking training yeah you've lost me I'm you're joking. Prepare no, your I'm body. specifically <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's fine please cut in um so you're gonna want yeah, no but you are you're gonna want to lay the foundations and actually i went on a running camp with beth pascal and she did a really nice description of this and she talked about building a house which stayed with me so you you build the foundations which is for a lot of people is a bit of base building and then you start to layer in more things on top of that throughout the year which is you know a little bit more intensity and if you want to race at your very best i'm hoping you're going to want to bring your utmost intensity to that event yeah and if you're going to then try and do that many many times throughout the year psychologically i don't see how you can get as pumped for that many races so i like to i've always liked to have a a goal because a runner but as a person probably like to use my imagination and dream of things and dream of how the race is going to go so i love having something in the distance that my training is going towards so actually if i raced all the time then for me like it all becomes a bit of a blur so i like having a goal race um so that side of it, I think, is important. And I just think in terms of recovery, I think, you know, I hear someone like, oh, I did a marathon last month and I'm going to do another one next yeah. month. And I'm just like, your body's not recovering from that to go again. And I don't know, I can't speak eloquently about the breakdown of the tissues and the, yeah. what it's doing to the nervous system and the endocrine system and all that. But I think it's pretty obvious. Like, if you've got a world-class coach for either of us they wouldn't have me racing or you racing 24 races in the calendar year they would have us building towards stuff and i know like we're not professional athletes and there is an argument like it's nice to like treat it as a a hobby and 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 not be too serious about it but i would also say like i like that about matt elkington to be fair he was sort of saying like he does enjoy training and working really hard towards something because he enjoys the idea of the like the achievement and the work so yeah. so I, professionally and personally i would similar yeah similar. i think yeah and i think there's always that crossover and when i when i'm when i'm fucking myself up with my running like running too much and i give myself an injury I go, oh, this is great this is field research now i need to know how to learn <laughs> now i need to learn how to get better now <laughs> i can take this to work with me yeah yeah. this on purpose yeah like there's loads of stuff about strength and conditioning is like vogue now isn't it everyone yeah. wants to do that yeah. 
and when I worked at Sheffield Wednesday, there were like sports scientist guys who were all stacked and like it was the first time I'd gone in the gym. So I was in this all male <laughs> environment and I've got like two twiglets for arms and there's all like, oh, there was this Portuguese footballer called Jose Semedo and he would just be in the gym for like an hour and a half afterwards. And he was like, yes, my man. It's like, <laughs> it's like genuinely spoke to in you. that voice. Yeah, loveliest guy ever. Like he'll, he's just got so much time for him, but he's got the, deepest voice like, <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah get me in that gym with the alpha males yeah <laughs> nice well but we... now I love the gym and I go twice a week and actually I think it for me it's done me lots of good and I some it's, it's a weird one I was saying to Dan yesterday I was like I've had people compliment me on my posture in the last like year or so and I always used to be thinking I was like Mr forward head guy <laughs> like so maybe it's yeah maybe it's visible to people it's, yeah there's a bit of a change i think in it. core strength is yeah key in everything yeah and i'll put a, i'll lift some heavy weights and i think my core needs to work to do that heavy <laughs> heavy yeah heavy. give us a give, us a, give us a kg oh <laughs> oh i get over 110 on the romanian deadlift Mm. But I need to put special straps on my arms oh, from, a little, from a little hands <laughs> <laughs> so that they don't break. Soft hands. He's doing a hand gesture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's, there's yeah. a bit going on there. I think with the with the racing too much, I think it's. I think racing less would be advised, but I think it's individual. Yeah. That's I think it's. Thing, isn't it? I think it's individual and. If I put myself in Harry's shoes for the want of using him to start the conversation <clears throat> at 23 or 24, I don't want to overage him, but yeah. I think at that age I'd have felt pretty invincible yeah. and yeah. probably would have raced lords. Whereas yeah. now, you know, on hindsight, <clears throat> now looking back, yeah. you know, I'm quite happy to race yeah. a little bit less. But yeah, I just find it interesting. There's a lot of. Uh, talk especially with the guys I run with of having I suppose it's the having to race which I feel yeah. an in, it's an interesting word having to race the, to get the, fit yeah and I, I the other thing that I hear as well though is is I think they're sort of saying like sometimes if if you're doing your I'd have to go back and look up a study but there's something about if you're doing your reps like if you were doing interval training and you were going like hard so not smooth and comfortable but going hard regularly all the time then you actually again you're creating too much like waste products you're creating yeah. too much stress on the system that actually you'll stop getting faster so people might sharpen through racing great and they might perform really well yeah. but whether they'll reach their true potential and that's that thing isn't it i look at some people who yeah. race more than me and i think well yeah you, you're better runner and you're doing better <laughs> but there might be an even better version of you that you're not accessing yes. because you're 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 doing things the way you've always done them. Well, I listened to a podcast a bit ago about a, I think it's a Portuguese guy called Inigo or something, and he studied tapering. Yeah. And what I found really interesting it was it was the athletes who improved the most percentage-wise. Yeah. Were the ones who got rid of the most fatigue. Yes. So that was interesting to me because yeah. if you're racing a lot, yeah, you're never. Getting rid, of the fatigue. getting rid of total fatigue which yeah. means you might be an amazing runner but like you just said like yeah. there's a more there's, is... there could be a more amazing runner in the background and actually then you could even say are you a... <laughs> here you go i'm gonna be a bit nasty are you afraid to target a race and train for that race 
or actually you, are you going to go no I'm racing every week so actually I'll tie from the last one yeah a, yeah, it, it kind of removes that one goal that you say you want to do yeah because it's crushing you, when you train really hard for a race and it doesn't happen my mate Tom just trained really hard for a race in Mallorca best shape he's ever been and he's a good runner and he was in like fourth in this big like and he took a wrong turn and like nice. yeah he's like he feels like the last like 12 months of training are just down Gone. the pan but they're not where did he finish i think he finished like 10th or 11th or something like that but he was in that was that the same race that harry did or was it longer no one? it was a slightly different one was it? and i'm very good at taking an interest i mean i'm in our messages but i can't remember all the details <laughs> Uh, Tom's going abroad. He's going to run. You just, you just I don't remember, know what the names are. You just though. know that he got lost. Yeah, you remember that bit? That was a bit where. Oh no, I <clears> felt <throat> for him. And it's like when I trained really hard for the Great North Run, I got tonsillitis and then didn't race because I was ill. And I was just like, oh, there goes, there goes all that great training that David put me this schedule together. Yeah. I followed at the tee. I've been in arguably what I felt was my fittest ever, ready to get a half marathon PV, and then I haven't even been on the roads since that. It's the strange thing, and it's training to race or racing to train. Because if you, if you, yeah. if you, your, if your friend gets lost and he feels like he's wasted the last twelve months, then, like, I would think the opposite. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. But the last twelve months have been incredible. There you go, Tom. A personal message there you for go. you to Tom. <laughs> so we'll move on to more latest news. Yeah, this is professional of me now. Yeah, Coniston is yeah. cancelled. Oh, no. Yeah, Coniston Fell Race is cancelled. So if anyone's listening who was thinking of doing it, who's not checked the FRA website, it's been cancelled. Oh. Again, I've done a Charlie and I didn't read past the headline, so I've <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> uh, but Coniston is cancelled. And then the next little bit of latest news is the Shake Dry Jacket. Yes. Oh, we're going to see some of your news because what you like about what I bring to the intro is I just talk about myself because yeah. I, I can't research well anything other than my. Weird I haven't brain. got any news because I've not been following fell racing. <laughs> so the only thing I've news I've got about fell racing is I've got myself a new shake dry jacket. Yeah, a shake dry jacket. Do you say it's a Ron Hill one? It's a Ron Hill cross mountain equipment. They've yeah. stopped doing them because we're getting quite a lot of complaints apparently because they're not that durable. Yes, but for the point of this, yeah. Talk us through what you're this, telling me on the run. Well, this is this is this is kind of uh, latest news that I've bought a jacket, which probably most of you don't care about. But it's because I wanted to raise the topic of. I always believe that fitness prevails, as the conversation we had about. Yeah. Good runner, average shoes, average runner in really good shoes. Yeah. There's only one person who's going to win, in my yeah. opinion. But I do believe that the shake dry jacket over. Cheating. A three-hour-plus race uh -huh. in really bad weather, <laughs> yeah. so i.e. ultras, or yeah. like longer yeah. runs, uh, would give an unfair advantage yeah. if somebody else wasn't in it. Because it's that waterproof. It's that waterproof. Mm. So I ran for four hours. To, to quickly bring you up to speed with why I brought this up to Charlie, mm. I ran for four hours the other day in the rain and the wind, and I'm usually really bad in it. I get cold. I have to wear hats and gloves, yeah. and I did... Four hours on Pendle. Yeah. Pretty high, 650 metres. Yeah. It was awful. No hat, took them off, no gloves. Yeah. Completely bone dry and could have easily carried on if I didn't have to finish and go home. Yeah. Whereas that, that is, that's completely new. Yeah. So I'm two, two, two hours, maybe two and a half hours in my, I'm not going to name the name of my other waterproof jacket, which feels like I'm carrying a dead sheep after 90 minutes <laughs> on my back. So I'm not going to name it, but... That for me, like, really shone a light on how uh, 
that is a massive like enhancement in my performance on that day. Yeah. So do you think shirt dry jacket should be banned? I'd have to look into it a little bit more. If I had the authority. <laughs> I don't. What I think what we were going to go to is is the wider conversation that what you want to have is almost that like there are such bits of kit that take it away from fair play. I think there's I think for the most part I think it's all like fitness prevails, I would say. Yeah. Running fitness prevails or yeah. navid prevail or being familiar with the, the you know the, the, the surface and the terrain. I feel that prevails mostly. You can get a pair of fancy shoes that help, you can get a yeah. you know I think I don't think you need to spend money on shorts and t shirts. They're just to cover no. modesty. Yeah. Race vests, jackets yeah. and shoes. Yeah. I don't know whether like a fifty quid race vest or a hundred and twenty quid race vest would, but it was just the shade dry jacket shone such a massive difference. Yeah, and you said you were just completely dry. And underneath. I had a t-shirt on underneath. That's so if you so there's two of you racing, one's got a shade dry jacket on. Yeah. You're three hours into a race and it's been pouring down. There's yeah. someone who hasn't. is going to need to change the jacket. They're going to yeah. be cold. They're going to be burning more energy. They're going to have to yeah. eat more. So like. It's never going to be banned. That's a hypothetical yeah. question. But I'm saying, are we heading for a situation where kit, expensive kit, yeah, really? Because these jackets, I got it for 110 well, quid. Some, I think it's like 280 quid. They're going to be 300 quid, maybe yeah. 400 quid going forward. Like yeah. that allows a certain type of person yeah. that can only afford to buy that, which puts them at an advantage. And I think the jacket feels like for me, it could be the first time that that's happened. Yeah, in the fell running. Yeah. Has it got tape seams? It's got tape seams. So it's, it's yeah. FRA, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got tape. It's, it's got the job. It's got everything you could possibly think of. And more possibly because it actually is waterproof. It's one hundred percent. Well, like it's <laughs> it's like literally called shake dry because you can yeah. you get on from a run, you take it off, you shake it. it My runs question: off Are there not other jackets that get anywhere near in performance? Not from my not from not from my knowledge. Mm. Uh, I've spoken to because i think most people will just go well that's that's where the technology is going so like in terms of being banned if i was to agree with you it'd be like well banning carbon shoes in in road running and yeah. that's the whole bigger debate isn't it and it's yeah it's a hard one that because yeah. like i suppose it's a hypothetical question as to where i think we might be heading because yeah. scott i've just done a carbon trail shoe yes so is that the first trail shoe for off-road with a carbon plate i think yeah, I think so like because Hoka's got something as well which has got a plate in it. Have they? Haven't they? Maybe I might be wrong. Because I know is it English? Is it World Athletics have banned? Yeah. They've now banned. Is it above forty mil? Okay. And no carbon plates. I don't think. I yeah. don't know. Because my position on the carbon shoes was that I've got relatively close to times I wanted to to achieve in road running. So I got to seventy six minutes for the half marathon. Yeah. I wanted to do sub seventy five. And I just saw that as like this, you know, it's probably a meaningless number, but I saw it as something I yeah. think I'd like to do. And then I know that pre-carbon plated shoes, there are men who have run 206 marathons. You know, there are men who have run yeah. like close to the hour and a half marathon in pre-carbon. Maybe they have beaten the hour pre-carbon. Yeah. So if I just go, oh, I need the carbon shoes to get under the time that I've always wanted, yeah. I feel like I've not pushed my body to the limit i think it's capable of and i don't think with the difference in the percentage if i was at like 80 minutes and i was trying for 75 
Well, yeah, that might. The carbon shoe might help, but I'm that close. Yeah. I got that close to it. I sort of feel, well, the carbon shoe actually could make the difference. So then I'll never know if I got better. Yeah, because it's the carbon shoe. It's not necessarily you. No, I'm still the 76 guy. Yeah. But I've got the carbon shoe on. So now I'm so the 74 I'm, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I, I know it's stupid, but like when you, like, you, you talked when we last met about deathbed, like if I retired my, if I put my running shoes up yeah. in, into retirement, I would like them to be without carbon in them. Yes. Because yeah. that's how I started. And then I would like to know what I'd achieved from where I started and what my, you know, what's the point in setting goals and then moving the horizon straight off. And maybe when you've got to that goal. So if I do run a 75 minute half marathon, watch watch out. I'll be wearing like carbon shoes to the shops. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like they've started you a minute down the track, isn't it? Yeah. Almost something like that. Yeah. I just it was just it just intrigues me that And I've liked fell running because they're not there and it's yeah. a level playing field without spending three hundred quid on a pair of trainers. Yeah, it just intrigues me that clearly the world and this is not like aiming at fell running, the world yeah. in general is going down that. Yeah. Like, by your way to success. Either by the way to success, but it's always like there's loads of innovation, which is a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. Yeah. But like some of the innovation is coming at the cost of human effort. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I could go on about the like, levels of obesity and, Jack you know, GPX and, and there's Jack GPX and there's, there's <laughs> we lo- won't go there today. <laughs> no. There's loads of like <laughs> obesity in children. And yeah. yet I see loads of children scooting to school. Yeah. Like, can children not, you know, walk to school. Can children not do what I used to do oh. and not get the bus, spend the money on a pasty and yeah. walk home. Yeah, so you're balancing the calories. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I suppose that, my problem is like, it, the world's going that way Yeah. and the ja- that jacket seems like a standalone piece of kit which has like made that, that next little jump. jump into, if you've got this, yeah, you've got a huge benefit. Yeah. A, like a huge benefit. benefit. And I think like, the you know, when we were chatting about it on the run, my sort of response was like, I've just spent £750 on a smart turbo trainer. So it's at a level playing field to like someone who's on minimum wage who wants to be a fell runner. That, 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 that's a whole different conversation, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got like job, work, yeah. money, kids. Yeah. Like I imagine school teachers. I think people are throwing shit at um, our top dog in, the, in Scotland and saying, oh, he's only a part-time doctor. You know, yeah. Finley Wild, it's like, don't throw shade on him for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, he should be like, he's he's doing all this and, and he's a part time doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a guy. Yeah, <laughs> a legend. Right, well, we'll move on to the next one. Sleep. Yeah. So this is relevant to me. Brilliant. Latest yeah. news is all about me this week. Yeah. I've just done three weeks of on and off nights. <laughs> just three weeks of sleep. <laughs> I've had, a, I, early, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, I had, seven and a half hours in total yeah and i do quite a lot of volume yeah don't really do much intensity but oh. do a lot of volume yeah i don't ever feel injured i don't ever get injured sorry i don't yeah. feel any aches yeah. i don't feel any pains yeah nothing and yeah. i can do 100 mile back-to-back weeks with decent elevation yeah i had three weeks of disrupted sleep working nights and then i did three long nights yeah and after the first lack, like two two hours sleep, I went for a run and 
my body felt like someone else's. Yeah. Aches, pains, niggles, everything. Have you read Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep? I haven't read Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep. But then I slept well on the after the last night. Yeah. And literally ran the next day and felt normal again. So this brings me back to a podcast I listened to, another one with the the two Ironman guy from Norway, the uh, okay. Christian Blumen yeah. Felt, I think, and Gustav Eden. Yeah, and they this so this is where this is going with this yeah. one. Is they've basically tested and studied everything and said nothing works other than sleep and nutrition. And wow. So that and that includes wow. the boots, yeah, yeah. ice baths, oh, yeah. massage yeah. and all that. Yeah. And Gust I think it was Christian, because he's quite like a bit more black and white, which we can feed into after. He's a bit more black and white than Gustav seemed to be, and he basically said like, "Save your money and buy a better bike." Yeah, yeah. So as a physio, as a person, as a yeah. runner, and yeah. then as a physio. Okay. As so a- would you buy into the idea of those? I don't even know what they call, but those big boots where you put your feet oh, in, your, like in, your, like in your, your, your compression, your things. compression boots, and you've got ice baths, you've got. Yeah. Massages. So they don't have massages I'll either. Try, no. I'll All try. they do is train, eat properly and sleep because they've tested everything. Yeah. They've said and nothing works. You might get like 1% or 0.5%. Yeah. But if you don't sleep well, you don't eat properly, performance just drops off a cliff. Yeah. And I like I didn't really buy into that because I'm like surely there's a place for an ice bath. Yeah. All fo- all Premier League footballers were doing it at one oh, point. Yeah. It's all over the internet. All MMA fighters, they're all, all doing it. mind up on it though. Everyone's got these them big moon boots on compression yeah. boots on on Instagram and all that whenever yeah. you look at it yeah. so I'm like when I was listening to it I was thinking that might be their own How but then about... having three nights of no sleep and my body deteriorating yeah and then one night of good sleep and it being back to normal was I was like wow like sure there's, there's no amount of like I could have I don't think an ice bath yeah would have no would have fixed made it. my felt whereas yeah, yeah. one night sleep did that's yeah. the thing like the night yeah. sleep did there's a couple it. of things in there. So, like, what my concerns are immediately with the whole sleep thing, and I, and this is probably coming from the fact that I agree with you. Okay, so I I think sleep is really valuable. And then you read that Matthew Walker book, and you like, tell, you want to tell everybody like, sleep or you'll get out, Alzheimer's, and that's why Margaret Thatcher lost her yeah. lost her brain because yeah. she was so proud that she only used to get four hours <laughs> sleep or something. Um, well, the only issue with some of that stuff is like sometimes knowledge is dangerous as well. So if you think that it's really important to sleep well, you can get so focused on sleeping well that you actually can't get off to sleep because you're worrying about how good your sleep's going to be. So it's like, yeah, great, I'm with it. And as a runner, I think like, yeah, eat well and sleep well surely you do those two things primarily before you try all the other stuff there's a guy on instagram who i do really enjoy i think he's called like gary house and he does like funny videos and he he's quite good on this he's sort of like yeah don't waste your time with all that shit like the guns the things yeah we had one they said the gun as well yeah yeah we had a laser at sheffield wednesday and i was like this is brilliant because i believe this doesn't do anything like I don't think the player believes it does anything it's probably like they probably could have spent the money on that machine that given me a fair wage (laughs) 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 but like instead let's come into the room 
and what was nice about doing the laser, and this was what's so funny with, with, with working in football, it's like, by doing the laser, I could go into a private one-to-one room with a person and close the door. And there were no other rooms in the, in the entirety of the club yes. where I could have a one-to-one conversation with somebody. And I've always felt it was really valuable. So I put the sunglasses on. They look at me with the sunglasses and go, you've got a weird-shaped head, haven't you, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. immediately we're starting. We had a little bit of bullying there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's what I come to work for. <laughs> but, but from people I trust and people I like, I'm always happy for it. And um, and then we could have a nice chat, but the laser, I don't think it did fuck all. No. When all that money's kick, knocking about, and you've got professional footballers, and you've got access to all this equipment, I think, well, you're just gonna use it, aren't you? Because then people feel like they've been looked after and they've yeah, been yeah. taken care of. And if using a massage gun feels to you like I'm doing air quotation marks, recovery. Yeah. If using an ice bath feels like that, there is some interesting science on that that I'm not up to date on, and maybe there is yeah. something on ice. But yeah, yeah, I think what those guys are probably saying that I'd be taking away from it is fundamentally, sleep's really important. As is nutrition. As is nutrition. Yeah. So if you want to get the best of you, if you could try and do your sleep hygiene without turning into a like obsessive and somebody no, worries because yeah. I do I just started tracking it on bloody my watch and all that and it oh, was well there's some giving... science coming into that 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 means you sleep that the exact thing yeah. you've just said it means you it, sleep worse yeah because you you're Threatening. thinking about what your stats are going to be yeah. in the morning yeah there's a what's he called and the watch is telling me oh you've had a bad night's sleep you've scored yeah. 79 I'm like oh yeah. today's a write off and it's the first thing and it's the first thing you check, <laughs> you check. I've stopped which, checking it which first. is yeah. which is kind of counterintuitive because you still yeah. need you don't, if you have a good night's sleep and wake up and check your phone, you ruin yeah. a little bit of that sleep. Not all yeah, of it, but you yeah. ruin a bit of that sleep. So if, if your main thought yeah. is to like How well sleep well sleep. for your stats yeah. and then check your stats as soon as you wake up, you're kind of like ruining, missing, you're kind of yeah. missing that <laughs> you're missing middle point. bit yeah. of, I could do with sleeping well rather than worrying like, about all this. Essentially, if you want to perform well, live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, balance as well. Like, but if, they're, they're all simple things, but when you get well into it, it's like, whoa, like anything. There's loads of fancy gimmicks, there's loads of flash stuff, yeah. there's loads of different voices telling you this, telling you that. Yeah. And you get, you, you lose, you get carried away, don't this, you get this, your head turned. This conversation wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have done those nights. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of... Oh, there's horrible things about it, uh, how bad working nights are oh, well, for you. Yeah, that can be a... That's that, that. That is. It was. That's a whole nother. I've. Life. I've. I on, honestly, I've never felt. I don't feel aches and pains, like I said. Yeah. Or like one of my main things when I do anything, whether it was cycling, yoga, running, whatever it's been, whatever it is next, uh, snorkeling, whatever my yeah. next obsession is. Yeah. If I can't do it the next day. Yeah. I I stop and back off, and yeah. be, unless there's a one off or two off, I do it for race or something like that, and but just doing the night shift and doing like a three mile run was like. But as it's a physio, as a physio, I probably would still try a lot of these things for someone because, like, if they're already injured or if they've already got the issue that they're struggling with, <coughs> I wouldn't be saying stay up till midnight, like using the laser and then the <laughs> and then the gun. I'm not going to come round and put the sunglasses on for them, but like, you know, I wouldn't say do those things instead of yeah. live a healthy lifestyle, sleep well, and that. But there's also quite a lot that's nice in thinking in, in, in oh, I've done I've done everything I can yeah and also like the 
again there's a, probably a balance with this but those little one percents can add up you've got david brailsford haven't you and um yeah. team sky back in mm. the days of whatever they used to call it i was trying to sound clever and educated there but where they like you know they yeah. went for the small minor games well, they, they or got, whatever they got accused of having rounder wheels didn't they at one point yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is which is just which is just mind-blowing uh so the next yeah, one I've, I've out of that, haven't I? <laughs> we'll move on so now the latest news is over so now i'm going to start asking charlie some questions and hopefully we'll let the conversation naturally flow you kind of answered this before, but yeah. I, I, I suppose I don't know how many of the listeners might know this, but like, how did the podcast evolve? And I know okay. it was, I recently found out it was four yeah. and then into one. Yeah. But is there any pre that that's of interest? Like, were you just all f- out for a run and were like, yeah, or were you just, yeah. or was I it? I remember having a run around <clears throat> Lady Bower, and this is what's really bad. I think it was with Bart, but it could have been with Jamie. Because <laughs> I think both Bart and Jamie had separately mentioned the idea of a podcast to me. One of them, I can remember where I was, but I can't remember which of my good friends I was with. <laughs> uh, and then, so they talked about it. So I knew that Jamie and Bart were keen. And then, I mean, I sometimes miss Ali on it. Because Ali was such a good like presenter voice and so good at the presenting and that side, I really thought he was brilliant with it. So I don't know where we dragged Ali in, um, but Ali got involved as well. And then it just it started to be like, if you're trying to interview someone and you've got four people and you've got to get five diaries together to match so that we can all meet and interview, it gets quite hard. And then also, I th- I'm loving this by the way, but. If there were four of you sat opposite me asking me all the questions yeah. and I never met you, I think that could be quite intimidating as well. Yeah. Um, so eventually, yeah, things got in the way for people. We found it harder and harder to get together. Jamie, who I love for this, was like four musketeers, all for one and one for all. If we're not doing it as four, I'm not. And then I'd gone and like interviewed. I was like desperate to keep the podcast going because I loved it. I just thought this is so much fun. And then I was happened to be doing a my first ultra race down in Devon. And I thought, oh, I'll get a big name on. I'll get a Darren Anthony who's written like some big running yeah. books. Uh, he's a mate of mine. I'll get him on and I'll go interview him myself. And yeah, the guys will love that maybe we'll get a few more listeners and then they'll be like oh look the podcast ratings are on we've got, we got to do it again so I was just trying to like I was just annoying them in the WhatsApp group like I do every WhatsApp group and <laughs> like it was just come on guys let's keep doing the podcast and, and, and like they want, they wanted to but like different priorities came in their lives and then my situation became I was a single man living in Haversidge got into fell running and I was like you know, this is, feels like when I used to go out and make make friends and like, you know, meeting people, yeah. loving it, and then, and then I get a little bit of positive feedback every now and then, and I'm happy. <laughs> nice. So that's how this podcast evolved. What is your favourite other podcast? Oh, favourite podcast I listen to. You, and then yeah. we've talked off air about like being able to change your mind yeah so this is not yeah. you're gonna get held a gun to your head like no. this you this has to be it for like currently right now what you the one i listen to loads and it's really funny because my mate dave put me onto it and i think he said ah oh, whether you'll like it or not 
and it's called the Some Work All Play podcast and it's two American coaches, David Roach and his wife Megan Roach and they coach Damien Hall and John Kelly at people that I can think off the top of my head that people would know um, and they are like, I, I think they're great and I really like, enjoy their episodes. I think they could get accused of like toxic positivity sometimes what too much positivity too much positivity <clears throat> but like i just think they're brilliant it's better than the, yeah better than reading the daily newspaper and yeah, exactly. the opposite. i'd rather have a little bit of that in my life yeah, every yeah. now and then yeah. oh this guy's a bit too happy yeah oh, <laughs> get rid of him <laughs> <laughs> no, don't want him knocking around do we and what's been unbelievable is i've gone with them on patreon which is like you know to help support, support. it a bit if you email them they'll email you back loads like I've had dialogue with them I'm like it's, like, it's really nice well I emailed speak no run. one emails me <laughs> <laughs> I emailed Run Speedland which is a shoe company in the US yeah. to see if they'd any to like manufacture like if they could send me a pair of shoes from England I didn't want yeah. to send a pair from America yeah and I think he's called Dave Dabroiski I mean his business partner set it up and they've worked they've like been really high up at Nike and Under Armour, yeah. and he emailed me back. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> he was like, great." I was like, "I was like, I'm sure I know his name." And then I checked, and he's like, "The owner of Speed." And I was like, "What Ron Speedwork?" I was like, <laughs> I was like "Ron Speed, like saying up from." I was like, well, "How is?" What? But like, yeah, it was it was weird. So going back to the podcast, is it running best? Yeah, or is it ultra running coaching? Yeah, they they they. I think what people would also say, oh, you know, they're a bit woke and they get on to, like... Compression boots and guns. No, yeah, <laughs> they do like stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, they'll talk about, like, transgender athletes and they'll be positive about it and some right. people don't like that. And I'm just like, oh, that's an opinion I've not heard before. Yeah. Like, why don't I listen? And I suppose as a coach, it's it's not that I'm saying they're doing this, but it's it's hot topic at the moment, mm. isn't it? It's it's whether, you know, they've had the... I don't know if it's English athletics have have they made a like stipulated a rule now where you have to have changed gender uh, before okay. the age of fourteen, I think. Yeah. I think you know, because of the testosterone levels and stuff like that. So it's if you're a coach, a famous or a, a high level coach, I imagine it's yeah nice to be out there and clear on the topic yeah, rather than definitely. You know, so which is not a topic we are going down <laughs> at yeah, all. I think I'll leave for that one. Yeah. <laughs> This is a question of, yeah. like, I suppose, runners who are taking up fair running this year and it's yeah. quite new to them. There's a lot of debate at the start of a race as to, like, do you put your dibber on your left wrist? <laughs> do you put it on your right wrist? So where would you... for <laughs> Hypothetically, there's, a, like, a pretty big race that you've maybe, like, trained for, specifically prepped for. A... Yeah. Lovely young lady was there who was also... <laughs> You know, you you know, you had your eye on or whatever you want to describe it these days. So, what is it? Did you did you go left hand or did you go left wrist or right wrist for your dibber at long mend? I guess. Eventually, you no, probably I went put left. It, eventually, I went left. So let's talk left, about the left left, left back <laughs> at the air bed and breakfast. Let's talk about Steve the full. <laughs> let's talk about the full journey of the dibber because I'm confused as to why it was at the Airbnb. Yeah. For the start of the race. So, Went down to a race headquarters. That's what on the morning. On the morning. Got my dibber. Yeah. And whenever I've 
this is not a criticism of the organisers of Long Mind, but most times people have just, they put the dibber on your wrist because they know how like, you know, useless people like me can be. So they're just like, let's put it on now. <laughs> Tie a knot in it. Tie a knot in it. And they didn't. And like, I think there was just a lot of people around and I was a little bit distracted. Where am I right now? And then one one person was like, should we go back now and you know, get ready for the race? So you went, ah, so you went back to the Airbnb in between. Yeah. Right. So rather than, rather than like, you know, just getting the dibber on my wrist down at headquarters, I went back to the Airbnb, put it down, did all my warm-up routine stuff. I, the, the worst thing was, was I was warmed up, chilling, sat on the sofa, 10 minutes to go for the race, because it's really close to the start right. line, that I even fired off a text to Bart. Because like, me and Bart have, like, over the years, we, we're, like, we're very similar in our, like, approaches to running and our times in races and stuff. Um, and we just laugh at how stupid we are at fucking stuff up. I'm hoping he'd had a really good Edel Skyline day, like, praying for him. But yeah, I'd even sent, mate, I'm calm. I've, I've got everything prepared. It's 10 minutes to go for the race. So I then get to the start line and like just on the start line and I look at people's wrists and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> why haven't I got a dibber? <laughs> and then it was like three minutes before the race. I chatted with Dan and Abby and they're like, oh, they'll, they'll you know, they'll just go tell the organizers. And like, if you think that through, go tell the organizers, guys, I'm the guy with the podcast. Can you just st- stop the race a minute? Because I forgot my dear button. Got an announcement. <laughs> I'll be back in five. Delay the start of the English Bell Champs for me. You know the one thing that I need for this race? I ain't got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> I, I ain't got it. I had it. I had it. I ain't got it. So then, like, I've been looking for the race organisers, wasted two minutes, just in the, no, in the you, panic of it all. Just I should have already hightailed it back. And then, well, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have just raced without the dipper. I was I was thinking this when you first passed this information on. Because mm. I would have I would have got a more like intriguing idea of where I was in terms. I yeah. was in okay fitness there. I was a bit. That was my knee wasn't comfortable downhill, so I wouldn't have done my best. And you wouldn't have got charged for no yeah. dibber because you could yeah. have got it and yeah. given it back afterwards. So, yeah. But would you have been? Would you have been? A, I don't know. No, we need. Yeah, we need. Because you can. You can lose your dibber, yeah, which is different than purposely not. Well, technically, I lost it for a brief period. <laughs> yeah, maybe there needs to be a rule if you have to lose your dibber yeah. within the yeah. after the after race organisers <laughs> said start for for you to be allowed to run the rest of the course yeah. without. I don't know. It's don't funny, know. Isn't it? Yeah, and then like, yeah, and then it's interesting because the other thing that I did learn, and I was I was thinking about this, is, is getting the excuse book out now, is that I got into the top hundred from starting at the back of the race. Yeah. Now, when we were talking about the separate women's and men's races, yeah, I do wonder if, like, because there's some single track stuff there, would my time have been quicker if I hadn't have been running through the back end of the field to get through to there? Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I had a bit more, like, you know, understanding of, of that side of things mm-hmm. where, like, you know, what 10th woman might be stuck at a gate for yeah. two minutes one day well, well we can we can talk about that yeah if you want whether that like my my opinion is i like your opinion on this, my, yeah. my opinion is having listened to nicholas podcast and thinking this previously myself is yeah. that i don't think they should run them earlier i think it should be a separate thing what on a separate day Com- yeah completely separate oh wow 
I think it should be completely separate. Oh. To give them complete and utter, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Maybe it's like, it's completely their own thing. I think in an ideal because world. what I would say is, if you run it before or after. Yeah. So if you run it before. Yeah. There's going to be some, maybe pedantics here, but like chewing up of the course. Yeah. Or some direct, so if you've got 250 women. I'd pause you there <clears> and I'd say if you compare this to other things already in action, if you look at cross country, by the time the men get out on the course, it's already chewed fuck, isn't it? Yeah, that's not what I was, that's, it's not about footing. Okay. Because cross country is a set course. Yes. So it's you're about navigation. About navigation. Yeah. If you've got a trig point on the top of an hill. Yeah. And then you've got 250 footprints going left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first man. I'm still going right. <laughs> well, I, 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 you're in the Airbnb looking for the <laughs> Yeah, you're going but, right. No, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, well, I just can't, I can't map read. But, like, I, that would be all that, everyone's gone left. I still think it might be straight on. No, it's like, but that, so that's why I think it should be completely separate. Yeah. Completely separate. Yeah. So, because right. the argument on the day, which is what I've had conversation with a couple of people is that marshals yeah. stay longer, which is which is a, you know on a beautiful summer's day yeah. up in the middle of the Lake District, who so wouldn't want to stand on the top of a, yeah. a, a mountain and, and watch loads yeah. of runners and support if you're a fellow runner. Yeah, watch the women's race come through. I watch the men's and then watch the women's watch the men. Like whichever way around you do it, who wouldn't want to do? It? If it's a horrendous weather, yeah, I think having and it's a, a long race, yeah. You can you could have marshals or having to find marshals to do, whereas if it was completely separate, yeah, you you you're marshalling and organising a separate entity rather than this one day of two races. It would just be on a different day, different area, different location, and it would be its own. Yeah, and it would give them totally their own thing. Yeah, because I think, and my biggest thing for this is, I think they deserve a finish line. Yeah, you know, and this is me talking. At the sharp end, which is not really my main focus, because I think we need to keep it less elitist and more inclusive. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many times Hannah Russell, Nicola Jackson, Sharon Jeb, all those—I don't know how many times they've broken the tape for want of a better description. Yeah, they've won tons and tons of races. So, yeah, but how yeah. many times have they actually like? And I and I think the only way to do it for me to give them complete completely their own thing would be separated i think like the only this is like a, almost like a political answer isn't it at least it's a discussion so from black yeah why but like from nicola like bringing it up quite a few people have mentioned it to me after i think lisa who came on after she made a good point along it and was sort of like yeah think about that and then you're now probably going even further extreme you're saying let's do it on a whole different day yeah but like I think extreme opinions in some cases are good because <laughs> <laughs> because because they will challenge like the status quo and the less extreme opinion, isn't it? And then you may end up yeah. like it, you know everyone's scared in it about binary opinions now, but it's like actually it's quite good to disagree with people as long as yeah. it's respectful and you get somewhere. I suppose the reason why I've come to that is conversationally people's 
biggest downside to it has been the marshalling and the organisation, yeah. and so they brought they brought in the. But then, you're, but then, but then you're saying that now, unless you did it completely different races. Yeah. But then, and, and do you know what? Maybe what you could do is, if you're going to enter the champs, if you especially did them over a weekend, why couldn't runners marshal on the other courses so you can well, actually yeah. give a little bit back? Yeah. Because I mean, like. It's nice marshalling and giving something back, and and how many people who yeah. race just turn up, race, expect it all Nothing. laid on for four quid, and free free pie and cake afterwards, yeah. and and. I mean, yeah. if if phone running was an all inclusive holiday, they'd have wanted bucket, wouldn't they? <laughs> four quid for a three and a half hour run and buy <laughs> chips, buy ra- chips and peas and cups of tea. <laughs> I don't know which race that is, but it's one of the Totley races. We're very good at them. <laughs> yeah, I just I just that that would mean people camping. Yeah. Which I, I would think would make it a, a bit more of a fun a, event, a, a really good event. Yes, yeah. uh, and I think that would be an amazing way. And then men, men marshal, women marshal. More work for Nicholas Barber, which I'm always a fan of as well. He'd have to like figure out a, a yeah. few more things. I suppose that that could be another question of mine. Like, <laughs> but no, yeah, who's the said... original? Who's, who's the who's the OG Nick Barber? Because yeah. there's Nick Barber, the guy who doesn't remember the. The champs. <laughs> oh, there's the Nick Barber at Todd Tom Harriers. He's like, in my eyes, the Tom and Nick Barber is the OG. He's like, yeah. you, if you want another host, if you want another guest on your podcast, get him. Todd, oh, I, Todd Harriers, Nick Barber is the OG. Okay, I, is, I, I think I will get him on is, because it's great. I just like the idea of having like more than one Nick, Nick Barber. Barber. <laughs> and then, and then we, I'm just going to have a vote. <laughs> Nah, I, I, after I've got just a random Nick Barber off the street who doesn't like running, yeah. <laughs> done yeah. the whole podcast. Because Nick's been uh, chairman and everything at Todd, so that oh. might be that might be an, an interesting avenue. Rather, like instead yeah, of yeah. just just runners and whatever, I've like he's yeah. done the, right. he's done the full shebang. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I think separate, yeah, separate are definitely at least over the same weekend, not on the same day. Nice, I like it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. More work for other people. We'll just come up with the ideas. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I might marshal on one of them in ten years. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not I gonna do any. I'm not gonna do any of the organising work. Yeah. No, no, that's Nick Barber's. <laughs> Gives you another podcast to talk to him about. Yeah, Give you another. I've given you another episode. Perfect. <laughs> uh, why did you choose Alan Shewer for having the 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 receding hairline gauge of when to shave it and shave it off? Just and surely there's. I personally think there's there's. Uh, better better, better bald-headed people out there. Ooh. I'm going to say Gianluca Viale. Yeah. And uh, Skin from Skunk and Nancy. She's got the. She's got a phenomenal. Yeah, I just look. don't remember Viale with hair. Whereas I grew up with Shearer on the telly, and then I watched Shearer. That was right. You, it was Shearer's level of recedingness, which was the gauge that yeah. you apply to. Yeah. Right. I thought you so chose him as being. I watched right. him through the stages. And I was I supported every stage, and then there were times when I catch him on match of the day. I just think he's just done such a good job that it's, it's aspirational. Because ah, I've not listened to back, I've not listened back to my pocket. I thought you, yeah. I thought you said he was. I like don't say he's like the best bold man out now. Ah, right. Yeah. So who would you say is the best bold? Who man is out the there? best bold man? Donny Clark. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Excluding present company. Excluding present company. Best bold man. Well, I would the, on out film people. I've always gone with Jason Statham, but he's not really bold. He's got like he's got the oh, stubble, he's, hasn't he? Yeah, he's like a he's like a, a one or a point five in it. Yeah, he's not really. He hasn't quite committed, hug. hasn't no, he? No, so he doesn't no. count. Not telling him to his face, but <laughs> I think he's chickened out a little bit. To be honest, <laughs> he'd love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. 
I'm 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 Viale. Okay. I just think he I just think he was so cool, wasn't he? Frank LeBeouf. <sighs> Frank LeBeouf, yeah. yeah. I, d- I have I have and it's weird that I would say Viale because I Steve Bold was bold, which is always good. Steve Bold was bold. <laughs> and he was very obedient to George Graham's telling him where to stand with a high line. Uh, oh, we're losing this just going into 90s footballers with no hair. I, I would never have thought I would have picked someone with no beard. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of um, the upside down bald, bald, head. And, bald head and something like a, yeah. a muzzle to like a bit of a moustache out and yeah. a beard or something. But yeah. Viali had. It had yeah. a little bit of a triangle, didn't it? Yeah. It's always a subject that I love to talk about. <laughs> I just feel for our listeners right now, they... Uh... <laughs> Who were thinking, oh my God. Yeah, talking about bold men. Well, this is, this is what next is, I think, what's going to be the most interesting thing on the podcast. Oh, wicked, okay. So what am I wearing? Describe to the runners what I'm wearing A snood. Here. I'm wearing a snood. Yeah. yeah. Have a guess where I got this snood from. Um, monsoon. <laughs> no. So this snood was hung up on a wall. Oh. Near a stile, near a trail that I ran. Oh, you do have right? great style, yeah. So. I call this running swag. The gloves I wore today are the same. Running swag. swag. Yeah. Legita doesn't. I have a rule for this, and she's no idea why I do. Yeah. So if I run past something that I think is quite nice, yeah. and it's hung up on the wall, yeah. I'll try it on. <laughs> no, I'll try it on. I tried this on. Yeah, yeah. But I put it back. Yeah. And then I purposely run, because I run every day. Yeah. I purposely ran back past it the next day. Do you take selfies just as, so you can get like a... Cause... I just know it suits. <laughs> <laughs> I know what suits me. So I will run back the next day. Yeah. And if it's still there, yeah. I will take it. Okay. Because I think they've had 24... So if I went for yeah. a walk and lost a snood or a hat or a pair yeah. of gloves yeah. or a jacket, yeah. I'd know that I'd lost it. Yeah. So I'd retrace my steps so I'd go and get it. Yeah, okay. So I I take things that I think suit me. I try them on. If they yeah. don't, I'll put them back. Brilliant. Do you do that? Is that a thing? Would you do that? Unfortunately, I'm the person who's dropping the object and not not finding it. <laughs> Would you not retrace your steps? Well, I did after I, I lost a hat at Bradwell Winterthur Bradwell last year, and I went back like two hours after the race, and it had gone. So someone who's not as generous as you, yeah, no, I'm generous with time. Has gone, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, twenty four hours. Pair of gloves. Mm. I've got my eye on a hat, which is near my eyes, but it's black. I don't really do black. <laughs> if it was pink or red or blue, I'd have had it. What about me. if you find one glove that you like? Would you take? Oh, yeah, I've taken that before. Yeah, yeah. Like, not to be Michael Jackson, but just to, like... Definitely not to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but just to, like... Well, maybe I'll get... An, but, uh, maybe I'll get the other one on another day. <laughs> a treasure hunt for the rest of the year. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just keep finding left-handed gloves. <laughs> it's more because the dog often bites gloves. Yeah. And also, I always find that there's a... I damage one hand on gloves and it's my right hand that I put on the top of stars or fences or walls and I yeah. often catch it on barbed wire. Yeah. So I will always take... I'll pick up one glove, yeah. If it fits and it's my colour, I'll leave it 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. I think that's... I think that's... That's probably all right. I think... Yeah, what you're learning there, aren't you? If you, if you drop something... You should know within twenty four hours. Otherwise, you just you just don't care about your things. I enough. think so. I just think, yeah. 
Because it's not as if you're... Which would teach you to care more about your things when you really miss it. Yeah, I suppose my my level of why I justify it in my conscious is that like it's not left by someone's house that could have no. dropped out of the car. Like It's in the middle of yeah. the countryside. Yeah. They've obviously purposely been on a walk, yeah. thought they needed it, got home. Yeah. I don't know. I just When I get home from somewhere, I tend to unpack everything. <laughs> and like, oh no, look, I've lost my coat. Like, it's kind of quite an obvious thing. And yeah, but um, then since contactless cards and then contactless cards moved into the contactless watch, I can go for like five days not knowing my, where my wallet is, and I don't care. I'm just like, oh, it turned up. Probably on the mall. They're likely to never take my wallet. Not for 24 hours if I was knocking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, I would out. hand cards and money. Yeah, I was just saying that. I would hand cards and money. <laughs> cards, I don't know about money. I'd hand cards in. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go to listeners' questions now. Brilliant. We're kind of yeah. tapering off towards the end of... Yeah, that's about right. Well, I'm, I'm getting tempted to put this episode out unedited because I would normally just check, go through and check oh, it. No, no. Go unedited. I don't think I want to edit. No, go I on. think you've given me a lovely confidence to be myself on this. Go unedited. So I'm going to have to flit and flirt. Yeah, so yeah. this is from Bart. Which is you know, <clears throat> probably quite obvious. So what I'm going to do is... Go on. He has since messaged saying, maybe in retrospect, too many questions and getting at the same point. I'm still getting at the same but, thread. That's not that far. But, here we go. Question one. <laughs> which way is east? Which way is west? <laughs> Question two. Where is Barradale? <laughs> Question three. If you're lost at night on the Cairngorm Plateau, what should you do? Phone Bart. <laughs> <laughs> this, you can answer this one, I suppose. Who or what has inspired him most in running? Inspired Bart most? No, you. Me. you. Who is who Who or oh. what? Who or what? Like, so maybe we'll do a who and a what. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be... I I think if I, if I go back to it, I'm just going to go with my dad because he ran a half marathon after his quadruple heart bypass so that was my exposure to running yeah and then i was dead impressed with that obviously he would just go running with south devon athletic club and he said he went with the chatty group which is like just you know yeah. so he was it's, a jogger it's the best group isn't it to yeah. go with yeah nobody wants to go with a serious non-talking yeah. group so he was a jogger who did a half marathon and he, he what i got from him was he really liked the idea of starting off slow and then like building up throughout the race and then and then seeing able so, to so that's specifically for a race like, yeah, ne- he, like negative he, splitting he felt kind that's of how you won distance racing well that's how you should be doing distance racing and complete opposite to what I used to do complete opposite to what I always yeah. do yeah. <laughs> start off pretty slow get so really I, bored go really fast for no reason in the middle <laughs> and then just die a million so deaths he gave on the, me the answer when I was like 11 and nice. I've just yeah I've just been doing it the other way just far too much pent up yeah, energy well, on you know when, you, when yeah. you become your dad's age which is probably what another year you'll start doing it as your dad does but. <laughs> yeah so what like who so that's the who and I suppose yeah. what and I I'm going to speak for Bart yeah. here like is it I'm presuming it might mean like was a specific deeper? race and <laughs> an, an experience you had whilst running or oh, okay. maybe it could be so for me I yeah. know that like and this is not for everybody but like running once or twice a week yeah. for like two or three miles yeah. is going to get someone nicely fit you're going to yeah. enjoy it you're going to get that little buzz but running 
a lot more than that and longer distances that's yeah. where it happened for me that's yeah. where the magic happened for me yeah. so maybe like that's the experience that makes me want to run every yeah. day and more is that feeling of at yeah. some point I can run five, six, seven hours and it can feel really nice so I'm going to put bar a word in here like kind of is there an experience an experience or something similar that like that I've had that, that I'm probably still chasing or yeah because it's like who or what yeah. Who? So I've asked you for who and a, a, a what? Like what? What is it that like has made you still be able to want to go and run ten miles with me today? What will make you go for a run on Tuesday? What? What is it that like? Because it, it can be purely fitness. Like I, yeah. I don't do it for that, but that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't work. I think I always want to see how fit I possibly can be. That 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 is a big part. Of that I'd like to get as fit as I possibly could could get. Yeah. And I'm really like filling myself up with food afterwards. So nice. like I like getting ravenously hungry. Not that I need too much encouragement, but I do eating like eating around and eating. Yeah. Um, and then I yeah socially, it's just brought great things to my life really by by running. Cool man. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> it's to <laughs> your answer. <laughs> For a bentos or a tin of sausage and beans. <laughs> I'm gonna need an answer on this in three, two. Tin of sausage and beans. Ooh. Oh, hang on. No, is that? Can I have real sausages with tin of beans? Because otherwise, if not, I'm having a fray bantos. Just, 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 I've just ringed Bart. Oh no, I ain't got the time. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I don't think fray bantos comes. It comes in a tin, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna like for like it. Yeah. You're gonna okay. get. You're gonna get a tin of sausage and beans. Yeah, I will. Yeah. So tin of sausage and beans. Yeah, on toast. Yeah. Uh, oh, toast! Not in the question. <laughs> <laughs> Whose scalp are you most looking forward to taking when he turns, when you turn forty, in the next few years? Bart Shaw. <laughs> this is this is quite a serious one from Bart, actually. What advice as a physio would he give someone starting out on the fells? So, what advice would you? Okay. Give someone. Um... You've got. One minute. No, you've got <laughs> one piece of advice. One piece of advice. So you can't be like, oh, start off slow, then yeah. build up, then yeah. do this, then do this, then introduce weights, then do this, then yeah. like just no, what would what would the? Because I've got one that I would give, and I'm not a physio. Yeah. So what would your my physio advice be for someone starting running on the hills? It would be just try to really concentrate so you don't fall over and fucking break your arm or something so like that yeah <laughs> just be like, yeah. on it present injury free yeah yeah man would be consistency yeah consistency yeah. and or like keep it enjoyable and that's yeah. what everything if it's not enjoyable it's fucking pointless isn't it yeah there's no point in lacing your shoes up begrudgingly no, no. and going run because you're not going to do it but I think keeping <clears> your wits about you is probably a nice start yeah keeping your wits about not you not that I ever do that no, and that is that, I suppose that's good advice for someone who's starting out on the fells because, yeah. like, it's a pretty, it can be pretty hairy. Yeah. If you're flying down. Yeah. A hill and someone's a little bit faster than you. But also, right. I think your body adapts to it, and like you, you as long as you're concentrating, yeah. you'll work out the way to do it. Yeah. Which is yeah. Do I need to bring my own safety pins? <laughs> That's just a question that if you're a club captain, <laughs> if you ever try and organise anything, it's just like, love it, Bart. Uh, and then a guy called Josh Williams. Yeah, here we go. 
no, the, no, the, the, these guys are. Yeah, no, they're nice. Guys. Josh is a pretty he's a serious guy. I don't know him, but he's a serious, serious question guy. I'm ready. And, he, and he retracted oh. a little bit, so look, oh. I copied and pasted it, so he's yeah. all right. Uh, why do you run? Oh, right. We kind of touched on that. Yeah. Why do you run? You've just, just beat everyone. You've kind of said just that. Just to beat everyone and then toxically berate them afterwards. Like, just, like, when they're on the like, lying down at the end of the race, go, your shit. Presuming you finish in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. This is. I'm going to ask his last one first, which is, what would be your perfect training run? Oh. I. That's a really good question, isn't it? So I'm going to again put a little bit of extra in with Josh's question. I'm going to say. Time location. Okay. I'd say. Two hours, hilly run, efforts on the uphill, and enjoy myself on the downhills. And where decent elevation. Where? I think just because it's where I've done it, it would be around the Peak District. Nice. I'm in the Peaks for the thinking. This is the first time I've run in the Peak District. Yeah. And I don't know I how that it. would. I bet it'd be epic in the lakes, but again, I haven't really done it. But on a nice sunny day with, in yeah. the Peaks, you can get. You can get some lovely I mean, views. I suppose it depends how you want to answer it because you could say, like, in the Alps, but yeah. you've got to get there. Yeah. Which for me, like, I, I was tempted from... by 10 lots of um, 1k reps at the track. That was one of my favourite sessions ever. Was it? And I did, I'm still proud of it. But, like, we may have to terminate our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was like, it? Yeah. I'll do that with you next time. Yeah. Before the next podcast. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll do, do 10 lots of a K. And we'll do We'll find a track somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where any tracks are. You, might, you might, love it. It. <laughs> might love it. I might love it. I'll buy some spikes. Just no. Uh, and then this one's quite a good one. Would you trade never running again? Oh. Yeah. To be the English champion for a season. So I suppose, no. would you be English no. champion? And no. then it, it would cause you so much trouble and turmoil that you. No? No. No. no? It's not just, there's no. There's absolutely <laughs> no question in Charlie's no. facial expressions. He's shaking his head. Oh, no. Never going to happen. <laughs> and then this is this is anonymous. Yeah. Brilliant. This is anonymous. I love it. True. Apparently, because the NHS and the welfare industry have very yeah. strong ethics, is yeah. what I got told in a message. Yeah, very strong ethics. That's, <laughs> Very strong ethics, yeah. so make sure it's anonymous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I've made it. Is it anonymous? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I said to the person who messaged me, I'm like, I can't imagine him answering this seriously if it's going to mm. question yeah. his you know, role. Brilliant. Yeah, as, as a physiotherapist. Oh, I can't like, wait. What's this question? Well, like, your most embarrassing moment as a physio. Oh right! I, I'm like thinking if it oh, is if loads. it if it probably is what like if it is something absolutely horrendous. You're not going to go and just tell everyone. Oh, I got, I got a few. I mean, the, the classics are just like thinking that you're alone in your treatment room, letting out a really loud fart, and then opening the door and realizing that your patient's just waiting in a quiet <laughs> waiting room. Like, yeah, that wasn't me. Um, and then there's like there was a day. Do you like incense then? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to light some incense. Nah, just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Then there's like cycling to work at Newton Abbott Hospital and realising that I got, I used to get, have a shower and the shower was, I had to go through the gym and then my, my bag would be like out one door on one end of the gym and the shower's in the other corner. So I just was in a rush, running late, that's oh. not a shot for everyone. Got in there, showered, got out of the shower, oh, I've not got a towel. So I had to do like a naked dash across the gym. 
that was a good one. But like, I wasn't embarrassed because I wasn't caught. Um, there was the time. Why would you be embarrassed, Charlie? Send <laughs> 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 you in your leggings. <laughs> 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 there was a time. There was another time which was brilliant when I was like, there was a ward closed for norovirus, so you had to, you had to get changed in like, um, and it was like it's just classic like, you had to get changed in this spare room, but it was the nurses and like the physio staff were getting changed in there. Another day I'd cycled to work. This time I'd forgot to pack boxes, so I turned to my mate Jane Jason's on his first day. I've gone, Jason, we've got a problem here. Like, I've got to get into those scrubs, but when I take these trousers off, I ain't got any pants on. <laughs> and then the sister of the ward came in just as I'd said that to, like, Jason. And I was like, I'm just going to go get changed in the, the bathroom across the hall. She went, don't worry, nothing I've never seen before. So, <laughs> just luckily, there was sort of like a little wall to hide behind. But Jason saw my ass on his first day, so that was good. Nice. Yeah. What are scrubs? Scrubs are like, you know, if you see... But the green, yeah. So sort of all like all like yeah. Try to think of any more embarrassing physio stuff because I mean yeah, why not? It's great. It's just the bits where like you get sort of getting patients' names wrong that that can happen. But I mean, oh, oh, I know what it was. So there's this really horrible thing that if you get something called Corda Aquina syndrome, I think it's syndrome, then basically. a disc in your back presses on the nerves of your spinal cord and it can result in long term it can result in you like your legs being paralyzed and one of the things is like bladder and bowel um symptoms so you lose control and this lovely patient she told me that um she'd lost she'd lost bladder she'd lost bowel continence but telling me that she shat herself she found really embarrassing telling like a 26 year old man in a mm. private cubicle and because i don't like seeing people ups, upset or stressed i all shut I your pants no <laughs> i said that honestly don't worry once i shat myself before going to a school one day and it was horrendous and i told her that just because i thought i wanted her to feel better about telling me that like she'd wow. shat herself she later went on to see a colleague in the pain management team and the colleague came back to me and she said, my patient just wanted to say that she thought it was really lovely that you shared that you'd shit yourself to her. <laughs> but as your supervisor, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that you divulge such stuff to patients. <laughs> wow. I think that is a pretty... That's like going... Th- beyond is that beyond the extra mile i think that's going i think that's going beyond oh and then just putting it out on your podcast <laughs> that's going that is going beyond so it was appreciated though that's... and she felt better in that situation. no 100 like <laughs> i don't know what response i'd want from telling someone that i chat my pants but if 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 they said we're all in i've also chat myself like it would <laughs> <laughs> it would make me feel, I suppose, at some level, comforted. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I feel an awkward silence. Uh, well, I'm going to bring it back round to run, to, to, to running. Uh, have you got anything coming up? Uh, Nothing coming up. Anything big coming up? Anything? Big Tigers Trail. Hopefully, I'll be ready for that. That is a Totley race, a little five miler next month. 
and then it's Fairfield Horseshoe. So I'm hoping that yeah. they're on. And that's it. That's your and, big, and next year, I'm going to do a bogram on my birthday. Wow, when's that? Is that 11th the... of May 2024? I'll be 38 then. Yeah. And I'm going to do the bog. On the 11th of May. It's a Saturday. That's why I picked it. I just want to do one on my birthday. Oh, wicked man! I'm in. Count me in. Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be like a lot of people at leg five, <laughs> maybe having like glow sticks on the road running. Yeah, I, I think. A bit I, of a party. I've, I think mine. <laughs> if mine goes to plan this year, I, whether I break any records or not, I don't know. But I'm definitely going to break the record for having the most people on leg five. <laughs> because even if everyone I know is like, I'll just do leg five. Eh? Yeah. So you're going for what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a go at that. All right. Yeah. I'll just do leg five. Do like, leg like, five. I've got like leg one, two, three, and four empty. No. I'll tell you what, I've got that's a big plan supporting you on your Bob because I think that's yes. going to be pretty decent. You are. You are supporting me on my Bob. And that's not a podcast about me. <laughs> we might chat before or after that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that I is... call in. Yeah. The only thing I would like to say is there is a... This is an, this is an, an experience I had. Yeah. Not, not that long ago in Keswick. Yeah. With a very, very fast... Uh, I haven't told you this. It was a very, very fast... Runner, male, yeah. who lives in Keswick, but isn't Keswick. Yeah. I think that pretty much describes yeah. who he is. Yeah. Uh, we went for a, a chippy. Oh. And other than one chippy that I've had with Legita at yeah. Saltburn in the Sea, it yeah. was the best chippy I've ever had. Wow. And do you know why? Can you guess why? You know this person a little bit. Yeah. Lives in Keswick, yeah. but I don't Keswick, but doesn't, really, yeah. doesn't really run for Keswick. We're not going to yeah. name him. Yeah. <clears throat> do you know why? Why it was the best chippy? Ever. Was the name of the chip shop good? No. Shall I? Yeah. I'll let you into. Might give you a clue. I've nicknamed him after this the Condiment Kid. <laughs> what did it just have? We from his house. Yeah. We walked to the chippy. <laughs> he took four of his own condiments <laughs> from his cupboard. <laughs> and wait for it, apple cider vinegar, <laughs> and he fell running. Hasn't become white middle class. He took. <laughs> He's on Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> <laughs> and we sat on a bench. So I advise everybody to try and hunt this person down. Yeah, who and he, he, he should charge himself out for Keswick Chippy experiences because it was just it's just a plethora of sauces. What was his chat like? His chat's average, isn't it? But he's, <laughs> he's the condiment kid. And he's, he's since told me it's the worst nickname he's ever had. <laughs> Oh, I'm so, and his first name kind of goes with kid. Yeah, it does. Yeah. From, from, yeah, yeah. from the olden days. So I'm going to leave that as my offering to everyone who's listening to this podcast. If you want the best <laughs> chippy experience ever, <laughs> figure out the cryptic clues, locate the condiment <laughs> kid, and get yourself onto a bench in Keswick. Oh, I think if you're happy to end on that, it's a lovely note to end on. I'm happy to end on that. Thank you, Donny. Thank you, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. That was the podcast We talked about running We talked about other things too Thank you for joining We hope you enjoyed it That was on the Bait Foot